I was super nervous though because I finished the renovation prime time. Like it was like May 2020 and I was like, who, who's gonna rent my rooms? But then we had all these travel nurses. And so, oh my gosh, I had, I had more people wanting to rent than I had rooms available. So that's when I knew I was like, okay, I need to dive in full time. You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of The Azria Show. I'm your host, Marcus Maloney, and we have our co-host and executive director, Mike Delpree. Good morning. And today we are going to be talking about Airbnb, and we're going to be talking with the Airbnb queen, Jacinda Newstale from Fort Wayne, Indiana. So she has multiple Airbnbs that she managed and own across the country. So we're going to be digging into vacation rentals with Jacinda. So Jacinda, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been great. I uh it's been an interesting couple seasons of like growing as the market adapts with Airbnbs, but it's been fun to learn as we go. Perfect, perfect. So kind of tell us, how did you get started with Airbnb? Give us your backstory. Yeah, I I was broke, super broke, and mm -hmm. uh I had an extra room in my townhouse and someone was like, "You should rent it out on Airbnb." And I really did not want to because, like, as a single female, having strangers come stay with me, I was like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. But when you need the money, you need the money. So I did it anyways. And, like, pretty soon then I was having, like, I didn't have to make my whole rent payment. And then they were paying, like, my whole rent. And so then I got my feet again and then I was able to purchase a fixer-upper. And it was a four-bed. So then I had three extra rooms to rent out. And then it replaced my day job. So I was like, this seems to be working out. All right. All right. One second. So you started off renting a room yes. where you're originally living. Yes. And it was paying your rent. Then you said you went and got a house. Okay. You went and got qualified for a home and yes. you bought your, got it. So then you had like a three bedroom house. A four bedroom house. Four yeah. bedroom house. But I had to flip it. Well, not flip it, but like I had to renovate it, which was like, I did all the work myself and it was, it was oh. a lot. It was so much. So, so like, um, you renovated it before you started Airbnb. Yeah. And I was super nervous though, because I finished the renovation prime time. Like it was like May 2020. And I was like, who, who's going to rent my rooms? But mm -hmm. then we had all these travel nurses. And so, oh my gosh, I had had more people wanting to rent than I had rooms available. So that's when I knew I was like, okay, I need to dive in like full time with this. And this was in Fort Wayne. Mm -hmm. Got it. You're living there. It was in Fort Wayne. And then COVID hit as you bought your new house and was ready to get started. COVID hit a year after I bought my house when I was five. The rental, rental took a, a hot minute for me. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then uh, that's pretty interesting because I had a similar experience really? uh, with COVID. I thought, yeah, we're, we're all going to crash and burn everything, right? But I was down on in Tempe and, well, one, we were close to the airport. So when people were flying in and out of the airport, from different countries because you'll go to ASU for like uh, whatever trainings or conferences, but whatever, they would get stuck there or you'd have to, what is it, quarantine? Yeah. What they would quarantine because I had one bedroom units. Yeah. So they would quarantine in the, that was a quarantine <laughs> shop. <laughs> Not even knowing what was going on. Wow. So, so how, how did, how was that experience? You know, COVID's happening. 
got this new business going on. So how'd you adapt and get through all that? It uh, it was nice to not like need a paycheck all the time. Like if if we got laid off, if we got sent home, if the government wasn't going to pay us the unemployment money, I was like, I mean, I'm, I'd probably be all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like the job that I had at the time was like before COVID even, they were laying people off just for slow seasons. And I was like, mm-hmm. bro, I just bought a house. Like I need money. I don't know. This is not the time for layoffs. And so I really was grateful that Airbnb was like a stability at, actually for me and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what goes on in Fort Wayne? Like, cause right, you hear location or yes. or whatever for these short term rentals. So, like, what what was the attraction there? I that's why I didn't want to get started in in short term rentals for the longest time because I was like, who comes to Fort Wayne, Indiana? But there's a lot of traveling workers. So, like, mm-hmm. the primary focus for the longest time was midterm rentals in Fort Wayne, and so we do a lot of traveling nurses, just traveling professionals in general, like contractors. Mm-hmm. They put in an Amazon plant and stuff like that. So there's lots of engineers for that. And then insurance claims and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot, of, a lot of storms last summer, a lot of trees that fell on people's homes. So then we put them up while the insurance fixes their house and stuff like that. Yeah. So I love midterm rentals. But Fort Wayne, like, is really growing. Like, they're dumping a ton of money into the city to, like, kind of make it, like, San Antonio with the Riverwalk and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, they're dumping so much money. So it really is becoming, like, a tourism place. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to need to get good at actual short-term rentals. And so that's why I wanted to come out to Arizona and like actually learn how people did it out here. Cause like I don't have the capacity for flips every single night uh, on the mm-hmm. weekend and stuff like mm-hmm. that for 50 properties. Like, oh man, I need a team then. Oh yeah. So, so you said something important there. Cause right. Sometimes people are new to the space and they just got to put it on Airbnb. One, there's more than just Airbnb. Yes. But the, what, what I had a friend doing when, before B&B was popular was what you said, the insurance. So that's how did is that was that just were they coming through Airbnb or did you find like a connection to get that that resource to get bookings? I know that a lot of like other people that do what I do, like they have actual connections, it seems like Mm -hmm. I I don't, at least not yet. But what I would have is like people would message me Airbnb or they'd find my direct booking Mm -hmm. website. Or now I found it, like, so I also post them on Zillow just because, like, most of the time people get confused and think that I'm trying to long-term rent it. Mm-hmm. But if it gets me one deal, like, it was worth it. It was free anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so then um, housing companies will contact me through that way. Or even on Furnish Finder, like, insurance agents will go on there as a, like, a, a guest mm-hmm. and then reach out to you that way. So uh-huh. you, like, build a relationship with them. And they're like, oh, yeah, we got this family of six and whatever it is and stuff like that. So it's makes great sense. for connections. Awesome. I can go on for days, Marcus. You go, ahead, go ahead. I'm engineering right now. Uh, he's he's got to click the two fingers like this. He's got to pay attention, focus. Um, no, because someone that, for people that are listening in the insurance game, you know, used, it used to be, hey, something happened to our house, unfortunately, re- renovation, flood, fire, and then they would go to the insurance company wouldn't put them in a hotel. You can't put a family in a hotel for three, four no. months with dogs and kids and no. school, right? You know, so finding these properties became you know popular. So there's other ways outside of that. So especially like also we found really great, like a lot of clients that were, they sold their house and their new house isn't ready or they're building yep. and they sold their old house or like, I mean, as sad as it is like divorces and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, the person that moved out, like they don't want to buy something yet because their assets are being divided, but they also don't want to put down like a year lease somewhere either because life's changing by the month and stuff mm-hmm. like that for them. So like a lot of transitional yeah. Kind of things, yeah. right? So someone that's listening, right? They're like, 
I want to try this. What do you tell them? I do believe that anyone can do it. Like I, I'm not the Airbnb queen because I was specially gifted in designing Airbnbs or how to make beds or how to clean or anything mm -hmm. like that or like technology with the algorithm or anything like that. So I do believe that everyone can do it. But just like make sure that you know what you're getting into. Like it's with just you, like you have a full time, very demanding job then like making sure that everything's ready for the guests when they arrive and like managing your listing and, and coordinating maintenance if you need to and stuff like that. And there's there's some stuff to it. So should they buy a course? Should they watch your videos? Should they? I mean, if they want to purchase my course, they can. But also. You have um, one? I do have a course. Oh. I do have a course. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I do offer like one-on-one -on -one coaching if they want to purchase it by the hour. Because sometimes like maybe they're not starting from grand zero, but like they have one and they just need advice for their season that they're in right now. So like, yeah, let's just have some one hour times that we can get into the nitty gritty of where you're at and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So that's what I do currently. Okay, Jacinda. So you're here in Phoenix and most of your vacation rentals are in Fort Wayne. Yeah. How do you manage it? Do you tell us about your team? Yeah. So I realized uh, that it's better to build like a team of multiple people and not lean so heavy on one. I had a go-to right-hand woman and then like, yeah, life changed and she wanted to move away. And so I was like, oh, dang it. Now I got to go do all the stuff again. And so what I've learned to do is like build, build a team of first, second, third string cleaners. Um, same with maintenance men. And then I just have like a list of runners. And so it's like I go on like care.com or like since I know a lot of people in Fort Wayne, we just kind of uh, kind of make a post on social media. Basically, I just want a long list of people that will run an errand for me at whatever time of day. And so I have a long list of them uh, because, you know, having to pay for someone's availability then is quite the expense. Right. Or if you pay less, mm -hmm. then you just have a lot more people to blow through if they're away on vacation, mm -hmm. if they don't feel like it that night, if they're sick, if their dog ran away, whatever it is. Um, and I just blow through that list. So who's the key, like the top key people that you're always in touch with? The cleaner every cleaner. every day. Yeah, yeah. every day. Yeah. So the cleaner is most important. And do does your cleaning companies help you with those like tasks? like stocking, restocking. Yes. Yeah. So much so. And I really appreciate that. It'll even handle some like light maintenance stuff mm -hmm. too. So we've been, I love the way that my, my main cleaner in Fort Wayne, how he's grown alongside as my business has grown too. So like we have the same problems too of like, he's learning that he's not the only one cleaning anymore. So he's hiring his own crew, but then how do we maintain, you know, quality and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So then like kind of doing ideas back and forth with each other on how to maintain that has been really honestly encouraging for me. And, I, and how did you find your main cleaner? He, he props to him. So I had, I had first, second, third string cleaner already. And this dude was like messaging me on Facebook about, oh, you need another cleaner? And I was like, no, dude, I'm fine. Like, thank you, but I'm good. And he, mm -hmm. he kept, Persistent. kept going. And one day I needed someone bad and he happened to message me. And now, now he runs all my properties, all of them. I mean, the Love ones that. in Fort Wayne anyways, but, and he even like, I have one up in Michigan that's like an hour and a half, two hours away. And he even was like, I mean, for this price, we would go do it. So like, he's never, I've never found a cleaner that won't ever tell me no. Like I've had some cleaners that are like, yeah, we just can't service it that day. And I was like, that's not an option. Like, I mean, tell mm -hmm, me it's a yeah. bigger price. Tell me something. Right, but like not right. cleaning it is not an option. That's true. And do you, so how do you manage and communicate with them? Like obviously it sounds like you guys got probably something in place, but when you first started, like, is there like checklist, a protocol or software? Like, what do you use? It was real just like 
kind of by the seat of our pants at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it was so unorganized because then I'd forget if I already asked them if they could clean on this day and, and, and all the things. So then we'd like just be confused. So then eventually I started like adding them to our calendar, but then also he was getting all the notifications as well from Airbnb, which was getting annoying. And then he also wouldn't get our direct booking ones. So long story short, I, I switched to a different channel manager for all of my platforms. And then that one uses, it's called Turnover, mm -hmm. Turnobob, which I'm still ironing out. It's all right. We're getting there. What's um, it called? Turnover? Turno. Turnobnb. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then like, that has been really helpful because now I have cleaners in multiple areas. So like if I just gave him access to my calendar, then he's like, wait, is this property in Indiana or is this in Arizona? I'm like, well, actually, that one's not yours. And then if I give access to other people, then how many people do we have in our account? And so this way on Turno, I can be like, hey, these properties go to this cleaner. These properties go to this cleaner. And it like programs it. And Got especially because I want, I want it to be clean 24 to 48 hours after the guest has left in case we have any damages. In case I left the water on, in case I left all the lights on and the heat and the windows mm -hmm. open and stuff Got like it. that. So, yeah. and then I also came out with like checklists of mm -hmm. like, hey, these are, you know, our standing operating procedures. Basically, here's how you, here's the address. Here's how you, you know, the door code with it. So he can send it to a, mm -hmm. whoever on his team he sends out there. It doesn't have to be the same one. And then also like the photo, the listing link of the Airbnb listing so that they can see what it's supposed to look like. Okay. Guests want to walk back in and see what they saw the on pictures thing. and exactly. stuff like that. So I want it to look like the pictures. And then I also, we have a um, a reset tote. So we have all extra linens and supplies, stocking materials, stuff like that in a tote. And so then I have on the bottom of that checklist, it's like, hey, this is what you should have in your tote if you don't like get it before you go out there and stuff like that. Or when you bring it back, you need to have, like we were losing flat sheets left and right all the time. And so I was like, okay. I'm going to start designating like if everything is in this tote when you leave it or like when you take it, then it also needs to have that amount when it mm -hmm. comes back. Or if it doesn't, then we need to be able to back bill the, right, the, the guest. guest for it and stuff like that. So, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. So talk about that, like missing items, blankets, yeah. pillows, utensils, like do they go through all of that? The um, cleaners? Like what, like how extensive does it get? I would like to. I don't quite have like a inventory list of like. Hey, if you see five glasses instead of six, that means that one broke or something like that. So we don't, we don't quite get that nitty gritty. But what I do have is I have a form that they fill out after they clean. And it's like, hey, was anything damaged? How good how good did they leave it? So then I can leave the proper review. Mm -hmm. uh, was anything damaged or missing? If they did, please take photos of it. I have not found great success on how to prove smoking if there's not actual like remnants behind. But I did win a smoking case with ear cover. So it's doable, good. but it's, it's a pain. And then I also have them take photos of after they clean of just like documented time stamped pictures of like if the guest comes in and says, oh, hey, this wasn't clean. This wasn't clean. Like, no, we actually have photos of it. It was clean. Mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. what you did to it, but. What's a uh, funny thing that happened? You know, some things are common sense, but the guests uh, always like, where's this? What's that? You know, so what, what's one thing that happens to you a lot? It's always the lock. It's always the exterior lock. Mm -hmm. And I have an essay description of how to use it i have a youtube tutorial mm. of it i even have remote access for me to unlock it for them and just like they're like oh it's a circle and i'm like yeah they're like there's no buttons i'm like yeah you just press the face of it and it lights up and they still they just mm -hmm. That's, really there's out. so many cool things i remember uh, my cleaners would unplug the flat screens when they clean Ugh. and they would like wrap it around the tv and oh, clean and everything find it. then sometimes they would forget 
to plug the TVs back in. And every day, TVs don't work. Charge the batteries. Yeah. It's like, yo, plug the TV in. Like, <laughs> you know, Very it's something simple. so simple. Yeah, like, you'd think you'd just see, like, anyways, but yeah. Same with Nest thermostats. I have to include a YouTube tutorial on how to use a Nest thermostat for them to adjust it. Cause... Do, do you adjust those, like, for, or do you, do you have them on a timer or do your cleaners, like, mess around with that? Um, At the places that we do have them at, I do have them, like, scheduled and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I haven't figured out how to, f- I haven't figured out how to lock those ones, but also, like, I mean, I, I don't want to be that Airbnb host either. Like, yeah, yeah. I want you to, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you like it cold at night, make it cold at night. Maybe don't drop it down to like 55, but. Well, that's what happens here in Arizona, especially yes. guests in the summer. They get in, it's 110 outside. They come on, they drop boom, it to they 65. drop it. Yeah, they yeah. drop it. Yep. Then it freezes and they're like, but the air conditioners are working. Yeah, I didn't know that. I really yeah. honestly didn't know that until last summer. Like, yeah, my AC broke at the place I was renting and I was like, this is hot. This yep. is really hot. What about, do you incorporate any cameras or anything like that in your units? Yeah, yeah. Always outside, always outside. Yeah, not inside, Marcus. Not inside. (laughs) (laughs) Careful with that one. Yes. So I I have them on the exterior of the property. Every exit, entrance, stuff like that. Just so like, if they're going to steal my stuff, at least I'd have it on camera kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. uh, especially for pets or like extra people. Like I have learned that if you put, if you put your camera over the door, there's like actual like missing spaces like okay. spaces and so people will like suck up against the side of the house okay, and sneak gosh. in their little dog yeah um oh, so nice. if i put it opposite of the door to fully encase it in the frame of a view then you only get those tips it. by doing yep. yes, uh, yes. Yeah. another one I, I what i noticed one time was because of the electric door not like they're coming in and out Just, like you ever notice like if there's a lot of like um the door opening and closing oh, constantly yes. So something's going on where like it's a party or they're smoking cigarettes and they're having a lot of people over. Some, so there's these little things you just pick up. Yes. It's pretty cool. Okay. So, so we got your team. We got your cleaning company, um, your communication with your cleaning company. Um, what other technology are you using to run the company? Because now keep in mind, everybody, I don't know if we, we didn't really cover this. You're in Arizona. And how many units do you have in Indiana? Yeah, I have 47 in Fort Wayne. I have one in Michigan. That's all by itself. That mm-hmm. was like a, that was like a, okay, yeah, I built that team in Fort Wayne, but like, can I do it again somewhere else? Because if I can do that, then it's replicatable wherever I want to have it. Because mm-hmm. now people are like, oh, would you do one here? And I'm like, yeah, I'd do it anywhere now, as long as I can build this team. And also, by the way, the one in Michigan is in this teeny tiny little town that does not exactly have like cleaning companies. And like, it's not like there's not a bunch of companies to call. So like I had to call laundromats and be like, yo, I know you have like a company board, poster board. Like, do you Mm -hmm. have any cleaning on there? Or like calling the church there and be like, who's mom's wife's brother, sister, whatever, Mm -hmm. cleans this church throughout the week and stuff. So good idea. Yeah. Being resourceful. You got it. I was like, "I'm, I'm not about to drive up there. So. So find somebody. So you're host, you're managing 47. Co-hosting. Co-hosting yeah. 47. Wow. And you're out here. So oh, the same thing, like Marks and I are in the, you know, investing business, wholesaling and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, it was always like, how do you virtual wholesale? Oh my God. You got to go there and touch the house. Like, that's amazing that like wholesaling is a lot. E- I would see is like less hands-on than you would have to be because yeah. you're all about the, the, the five-star review customer experience customer yeah. hospitality business yes so you got it seems like you'd have to be more hands-on so like how that how that transition like making the jump i i'm so so like i also renovated my whole house so like mm-hmm. i'm handy and i can clean 
and I can handle the rest of it. So like it was actually my detriment to scaling was like, oh, I can do everything. Yeah. And then I have no time anymore. I have no time to handle new clients that want to do business with me. I'm dropping the ball on guest communication because I'm in the middle of trying to like reinstall a toilet while some guest has another problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I I could not get myself to stop taking those emergency calls and like physically going running to do them. So I had to like actually remove myself from the city. So I'd stop doing that to learn to delegate was like the hardest thing for me. Good point. And like yeah. literally within 30 days of moving here, we had a crackhead break in and mm-hmm. bed bugs at a property. And I was Ooh, like, bed bugs. That's the worst. Like, I was like, do I get in my car and drive back? Like, I don't, what do I, what do yeah. I do with myself? You gotta but, figure it out. Yeah. Now it is my responsibility to like have, be available and just like be in the proper mindset to run everything, to problem solve the, because now the problems that come my way is not, oh, man, we got the wrong size sheet for the bed. Now my problem is, like, we have bed bugs. We have a crack mm-hmm. that broke in. Like, we have all these, whatever the problem is. So um, have you dealt with B&B's insurance policy? Yes. How'd that go? Um, I It is a matter of he who is most certain wins, basically. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yes. But, like, I've gotten denied, and I'll call back, and I'll start the process over again. And as long as I bug them enough. So far, it seemed to work out. I have a interesting one right now that so like bed bug the, for the bed bugs. Did you bed do bugs that? was a no. Okay, they were a solid no that that was. They said that it wasn't damage to the property. When I'm like, if I would let it go, it would have been damage to the property. Mm-hmm. But right. Oh well, that one so was the crackheads. Crackheads. They do cover crackheads. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. It does. Like so, I did this for like three, four years. I had a perfect record. No, I had a little. I had some weird situations. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably have a whole show on. That's Correct. Like, yeah, I'm sure Correct. Yeah. They're pretty funny though. So anyways, but my last, my very, very, very last stay where I was, I turned it off. They trashed a place. Ugh. Very last person. So it kind of worked out because, you know, you got all this Ikea furniture. Yep. You're just going to dump it on Facebook Marketplace anyways. So they just trashed it. I got more money from Airbnb than I would have. Gone got, on Facebook Market? Yeah, Facebook Market. Oh, so it all worked perfect. out. Perfect. Okay. Anyways, that worked out. Yeah, it worked, worked out pretty out. good. So a quick question. Yeah. So how do you know when it's time to transition a property or you say, you know what, this property isn't generating enough income or something like that? Because I know, Mike, you went through that mm-hmm. at one point. Have you reached that point yet for one of the properties? Yeah. Yeah. January, February, rough. I had two arbitrage properties that just weren't weren't making the profit that they needed to anymore. Like that was one that I was specifically just renting out to traveling nurses or traveling professionals by the room. And it, the property didn't make sense as a midterm rental or a whole house short-term rental or as a long-term for me either. And so it was just like, if it's not working this way, then it's just a losing money. So I, I like hemorrhaged $18,000 in two months. And I was like, okay, all right, this is enough of that. Mm. And so mm, yeah. thank goodness, by the grace of God, I was at the end of my lease. So I could like, Okay, we just have to survive until this point and then we can cut our losses and stuff like that. But it was it was humbling of just like it was so good when it was good mm-hmm. and it was real rough when it was bad. So so what do you think the change was in that in that market? I I didn't make sure that the property could flex. Like I would always make sure that you can make money multiple ways on a property and I didn't. I cornered myself on that. And I got it when that was my those are my second and third properties they were each like five bedroom houses so it added like 10 to my portfolio like that which mm-hmm. really like was super fun but uh i i didn't like have the reserves in case like things okay. dipped and stuff like that and 
the nurses, like it was so hot during COVID time. And then it kind of like eased off. Mm -hmm. But man, that was my primary market. So when they're gone, they're kind of gone. Good things there. So just like like in any business, you know, you got to buy right, right? So it's like one, getting deeper or deeper, more cushion on the rents or whatever your margins. Like I said, having different exit strategies, you know, maybe running your team more efficiently. Yeah. But yeah, because I, my situation was, I started down on Mill Avenue and it was before Airbnb and arbitrage was like super yeah. popular and I was, I was killing it. I mean, our margins were high. And then what happened was it started getting more popular. Mm-hmm. Rents in Tempe, if you're familiar with Tempe, Arizona, by the college, rents were skyrocketing every year. You know, so the rents were going up massive, but there was more competition and I had a one bedroom unit. So the Airbnb prices weren't going up. Yeah. So I just, my profits just started shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. So it's like, hey, you know, so yeah. How did, how did you hear about arbitrage? I heard about arbitrage from- Was it Jay Massey? It was Jay Massey, short-term cash flow diaries, at least out of Orange County. So he taught me how to raise money and, and buy multifamily. And he made a transition to short-term, mm-hmm. just arbitraging all throughout by the beaches and yeah. all that stuff. And yeah, that, that then I bought that guy, Brian- Brian Page or Brian, oh, the yeah. B&B formula. Yeah, with Grant Cardone. That's yeah, he I, did link up with yeah. him. Yep. So I bought, it was like 500 bucks or something, thousand bucks. So I bought that and I just followed the, I just followed the course. That's it. And and that, I ran it for like three, four, almost four years and Dang. did very, very well towards the, except to, towards the end, you know? So yeah, that's how I did it. So tell us, Jacinda, uh, coming up, what's next for you? What are you What are you looking at doing next? Yeah, I would love to, like, I have great cash flow because of co-hosting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I would love to, like, have some more ownership in properties and stuff like that. So finding finding deals that I can bring to investors that, like, we partner on and stuff like that so then I can get my name on the, the mortgage and build mm-hmm. equity and stuff like go. that. And then also, like, I would love to get into some, like, high-end luxury short-term rentals and stuff like that. Just going to, like... Whether we're heading into a recession now or not, like eventually the lifetime of the market, like we're going to hit a recession again. And I feel like high end luxury Airbnbs would be the ones to, to like yep. survive during that time. Mm-hmm. Middle class stops traveling. So all my Airbnbs that serve the middle class, like right. they're going to hurt during that time. But people yep. with a thousand, two thousand to spend a night, they're probably going to might. The probability that I'm still having that money is pretty high. So mm-hmm. that's what I really want to focus yeah. on. And then like also the profit margins increase so significantly with like giant luxury houses. And I want to be able to like, if I know it's somebody's birthday, I want to like do those stupid balloons and all that mm-hmm. stuff and like have the profit margins to be great at it and yeah. not be limited because your profitability is right. small. Damn. Okay. Have you tried linking up with any local luxury Airbnb hosts? Yeah. I like when I first moved here too, I was like, oh, I want to meet new Airbnb hosts. So then I'd like go on Airbnb and message them and like inquire about their property, but really be like, hey, I want to meet you. And then they're all like, well, you already have 47. You don't need to meet me. And I was like, I have so much to learn. I have so much to learn. Please. Oh, yeah. Always good to learn. Yes. Yeah. Very yes. important. Yeah. So luckily through my business coaching that I bought, which is not specific to Airbnbs, mm-hmm just business in general, I ended up meeting my mentor and he does Airbnbs to the nines. They're beautiful. They're in Arcadia. Mm-hmm. He has some across the United States and like he does them so well. Um, so it's been really fun to learn from him. Awesome. Okay. Perfect. So how can we get in touch with you? Kind of wrapping up here. How can we get in touch with you? How can people find you? Absolutely. You know, if they want some more information about your product or your course or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on Instagram at the Airbnb queen with little dots in between. 
Uh, Facebook is Jacinda Newstell and TikTok is the Airbnb queen again. Please help me grow that one. That one's struggling right now. I don't know if the algorithm got messed up, but like, okay, it like, we got to work on it. It like yeah. throttles you at like a certain number. I don't it know. It seems like. I was doing, like, I was getting good views and then all of a sudden it's like 11. So I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. My my cousins got me. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Yep. So Airbnb Queen, thank you for being here. Thanks and, for having me. And she, you actually co-hosted one of our, our women's group too. I was super Which was a great honored. time, everyone said. It was really fun. Like, I just really enjoy talking to other people that are interested in the same thing. And they're just like, look, this is the stuff that I messed up on that you don't have to because I already learned it. Yep, it was great. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. All right, guys, you know what to do. Reach out to Jacinda, the Airbnb Queen, if you have any questions or you just want to contact her and find out more information about Airbnb. This is Marcus Maloney and Mike Del Preet, and this yep. is the Azria Show. You know what to do. Get out there and take massive action. You guys can always find us. We drop every Monday at 8 a.m. Friday. Nope. Nope. Friday. Nope. You even asked me before <laughs> the show's part. That's funny. See, I'm thinking of Monday because it's the top of the week, but okay, I got to think it's the top of the, top of the weekend. It's not Wait, Tuesday, Mike. Today's Tuesday. Today, I'm talking about when it's <laughs> okay, show. Okay, right. okay, comes out Friday. Friday, Friday, 8 a.m. on all your platforms, Apple and you, Android. You could stick to saying everyone's name and I'll do the... There you, 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 there do, you, the, you do the wrap up and I'll do the... There we go, there we go. We'll work <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, you know what to do. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Azria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.